Welcome to the Propel Podcast. Today we're going to take a look at the cervical spine. You may be familiar with this term, you may not be, but if you've ever experienced neck pain while looking at your computer for too long, maybe looking at your phone, sitting on an airplane, even nursing a baby, you've experienced cervical spine pain. The cervical spine is a uh, often talked about um, component of our posture. A lot of people will refer to it as tech neck, where your neck actually juts forward um, in, due to issues with your cervical posture. But on this episode, we're going to look at the cervical uh, spine anatomy. We're going to look at some common problems that you may run into, and we're going to look at how you can go about fixing them. So bad posture is not just about aesthetics. In many cases, bad posture leads to pain. The effects um, can be devastating for many people. According to the United States National Institute of Health Statistics, or the NIHS, neck pain is the third most common type of pain for Americans. The NIH uh, did a study where they found that the majority of respondents had chronic neck pain, and women are three times more likely to suffer with neck pain. Stress can also uh, be a major um, risk factor for neck pain and increase it by up to 1.5 times. So when we go about our day and we're dealing with this neck pain, it can be confusing. It can seem like maybe it's just something that comes with the territory, it comes with life. But there's really a lot that we can do with it. But let's first take a look at why we might be experiencing pain if we have poor posture. So let's take a look at our spinal anatomy. Um, you'll see uh, on spine, spinal diagrams um, where you have individual levels of your spine labeled as um, different values. So the cervical spine would take up the C1 to C7 range on a cervical spine diagram. The spinal nerves that come in each level actually carry information to and from specific parts of the body. So each area is um, assigned to a particular region of your body to take information from your brain and make sure that that part of your body can execute on what your brain is telling it to do. And then it gathers feedback, sensory feedback from that particular area so that you, uh, your brain can determine how you're feeling. So each level of the spine has two types of these nerve roots, the ventral root, which is the one that carries signals from the brain to each part of the body that it controls, and the dorsal root, which carries sensory sensory signals back from the specific nerves root dermatome back to the brain. And that's how we get our feeling. A dermatome is an area of sensory nerves near the skin that are supplied by a specific spinal nerve root. And each level has a different um, area where it's gathering sensory feedback through a different dermatomes. Um, you may see um, on a, a spinal diagram that the C2 spinal level controls the upper part of the head. The C3 controls the side of the face and the back of the head. C4 controls the parts of the neck, shoulders, and upper part of the arms. C5 controls the outer part of the upper arm down to the elbow. C6 controls the thumb side of the forearm and the hand. Um, and then the C7 level controls the back of the arm into the middle finger. So as you look through these different um, parts of the body, this is how 
our spinal positioning can actually pick up sensory signals from these areas and refer them back to our um, sensory uh, motor neurons as pain. So when we look at how most people would define bad posture, we notice that there is a distinct rounding of the shoulders that comes up towards the, the head. You can see how the um, chin juts forward and is significantly in front of the collarbone. You also will notice um, how the shoulders are rounding over and the overall um, layout of someone who is in bad posture is the upper part of their body is just overall rounded. So um, they have a, a what we call an upper crossed syndrome where you have a forward head, you have a, a chin that might be jutting up a little bit, and then you have um, shoulders that are rolled forward. This is also called kyphosis and cervical lordosis. So kyphosis is an abnormal curve to the thoracic spine. Your thoracic spine would be taking place below that C7 level of your um, spinal column. So um, that would be starting around your shoulders, your mid-back, and going down um, your torso. Your cervical spine wouldn't suffer from lordosis, which would be an abnormal curve of the cervical spine. And we're talking about them here together because they tend to work together. Um, if you ever um, have a, an, a straw, a, a bendable straw, as you bend the tip of it, the rest of the straw starts to bend a little bit. And so we, we see that actually the the way that each one of those levels interacts with each other um, allows the body to create this sort of natural forward curve as we have more and more trouble with uh, the muscles and the structure that are supposed to uphold good posture. The severity of the um, the bad posture would depend on the angle of kyphosis. So normally the range is between 20 and 40 degrees. Greater than 45 degrees is considered problematic. Propel is a fully customized software platform that allows organizations of all sizes to run a comprehensive global well-being program for their employees and families. Propel is built to create long-term behavior change by infusing an organization's distinctive culture into a well-being program that reflects its unique needs. Propel allows you to run an unlimited number of well-being challenges, automate a health incentive program, deliver curated content, integrate organizational initiatives, and more. With Propel, you have the flexibility to meet your employees where they are and help them develop healthy habits that stick. To see all the ways you can use Propel to engage your employees, schedule a 30-minute demo with our team by emailing sales at propelwellness.com or visit our website at propelwellness.com. The impact of your head's positioning is crucial for determining this angle. So if you look at the spinal um, levels, the C5, C6, and C7 um, levels handle the most load from the weight of the head. As you um, are, are starting to 
feel more pressure. Um, typically, the C4 to C5 and C5 to C6 levels are the ones handling that pressure. And that's why we tend to get a lot of um, pain in our upper back and maybe around the base of the neck. So it's not actually at the very top of the um, spinal column. It's going to be taking the load where it's really anchored in and doesn't have a whole lot of room to move. Um, so as that that stick, that we'll call it a lollipop stick, as the lollipop gets heavier, that stick starts to bend, there's a specific area of that stick that's gonna take the most load. As the bottom of the cervical spine flexes forward, the spinal canal lengthens through the neck, causing tension on the spinal cord and the nerve roots. And this tension is what can be described as um, some of that pain that you're feeling. And it also depends upon um, specific areas on the spinal um, canal that are pinching more. And the type of pain uh, obviously depends on where those nerves are running to and from, from that particular level. Every inch of forward displacement of the head requires about a 10 times increase in muscular effort to support your posture. So as each inch of your head goes forward, every time that head goes forward, you have to make up about 10 times the uh, muscular strength to hold it back up into place. And a lot of that has to do with the muscles that are over tightening in your body. It's very difficult to out uh, maneuver muscles that are overly tight. So when you hear people say, just stand up straight, tuck your chin, that might work for a minute, but your body is naturally gonna go back to the state that it has always been in. It's going to choose the path of least resistance. So in order for us to create a permanently strong posture, we actually have to make some changes to the muscles themselves. Let's talk about our muscles for a second. This is what's gonna start our head moving forward. Over time, these are the things that are going to keep us from getting in good posture. So we're gonna start with the muscles that are too tight. And the chief among them is the sternocleidomastoid muscle. Long name, but it's got a very important role in postural deficiency. So the sternocleidomastoid um, is pulling from your clavicle, near your collarbone here, all the way up to the frontalis, um, which should be near the side of your head, near your ear. And this muscle, as it tightens, you can think about the side or towards the back of your head being pulled down as if you're cinching a backpack and the, um, the anchor point at your collarbone tightening up. So this starts to create that um, forward head posture where the chin is also rising. And this muscle, if not treated properly, um, will end up being a, a major cause of posture kind of solidifying. Um, there's always things that we can do, but the longer that you're in a particular position, the longer it's gonna take to get out of it. This muscle is commonly used when we're craning our neck. So when you are working at your computer, when you're leaning forward to read something that you may not be able to read or you don't have the lights on um, bright enough to read it, if you're looking at your phone, if you are driving and you're letting your chin slip forward 
uh, in kind of a lazy position. Those are all things that going, are going to tighten up this muscle and create an environment that is going to um, build you a, a bad posture. Now we can talk about the muscles that are not working hard enough. The way the body works is once it has a position that it deems to be the easiest to maintain, it starts to let some things turn off that are not being used. And so in this case, we have an underactive set of deep neck flexors. These deep neck flexors are all throughout the deep parts of our neck, and it includes the rectus capitis anterior, the rectus capitis lateralis, the longest capitis, and the longest coli. These muscles stabilize the neck in all positions, and they're very close to the spinal column so that it can absorb shocks that may come from any activity that you're doing. And they're also there to help stabilize your neck as you're turning it and moving it around. So these muscles, when they start to be overly lengthened, which means they are not turned on and therefore they're stretched out even further as your neck goes forward, you can think about these kind of just sitting back and, and atrophying. They're not gonna be strong enough to protect your neck. And that's really important. Let's say you got in a car wreck and you had bad posture. Well, these muscles that are there to help brace your neck and make sure that you don't have whiplash, make sure that you are able to stay together, um, they're not turned on. So you can have a greater injury um, based on having weak, deep neck flexors. For many people, these really need to be addressed. And we want to take a two-step approach to addressing the muscular um, challenges that we have with our posture. So first, we're going to start with what we call a myofascial release, which is taking um, some pressure and placing them on the muscles themselves. And what this does is actually sends a response to your brain that says you really need to turn off this muscle. It has too much load on it. If you've ever tried to pick up something that's really, really heavy, one to 200 pounds even, you can't pick it up and your body doesn't actually keep trying to pick it up. You might try for a second, but once it knows it has too much load, your body just kind of goes limp. Well, that's what happens when we put all this pressure on these muscles. It's actually sending the signal to our body that it has too much pressure and it needs to relax because it doesn't want to rip. So what we're going to do is we're going to take two fingers and we're going to place it on the sternocleidomastoid muscle. You can start around your clavicle and you'll feel some tight tendons that kind of go down to the the bone there and what you can do is just take two fingers and place constant pressure on those trigger points so in our presentation here if you're watching this visually i've highlighted three trigger points that will be helpful for you um, the first of which is the pectoralis minor um, insertion. So that's going to be on the outside of your chest, um, closer to your shoulder. And that's going to make it so that you can um, stop rounding your shoulders so much. When this gets really tight, your shoulders start to round and it creates an even greater environment where your head is going to migrate forward. The second place that we're going to look is the convergence of the um, levator scapula and the trapezius muscle. And you would 
most likely know this area. If you've ever asked someone to rub your neck because it's sore, this is exactly where you're going. It's right at the base of the neck um, where you have the thickest amount of muscle. And this is a trigger point because you have an overlap over multiple muscles that are going to send you into that rounded posture. And that's why it hurts so much after you've had a full day looking at your computer. The last spot we're going to look is at that sternocleidomastoid, which is there on our collarbone. So again, we're going to take our two fingers, we're going to press it on that point where we start to feel the tendons touch into our collarbone, and you'll feel the tightness. If you have um, any challenges at all with your head migrating forward, which for the majority of people at this point in time, it is a concern, this will feel tight and you'll be able to put some pressure on it. And be careful not to put any pressure on your trachea. We don't want any issues with breathing. Look for muscles and start putting some pressure on it so we can get your body to start relaxing them. The second point that we're going to take a look at is actually stretching the muscles. So once we have released the muscles, and that's what I'll call it, it's a myofascial release, we're actually going to stretch them out because we know that these muscles are overly tight. The muscles themselves actually work as kind of a, a pulling system. So as your muscle is working, it's pulling the fibers of the muscle tighter together. Well, what we want to do is release those muscle fibers so that they get back to a normal position. And that will enable us to do some other things. So here's a quick demonstration of some um, overactive stretches that we can do for our neck. So you can see here, we're going to start with an ear to shoulder stretch, place one arm behind your body and grab your head with the other arm. And we're just going to bring our ear to our shoulder. And this is going to be stretching that um, side of our neck. And then when we switch it to actually placing our chin to our chest, um, in the same position, we're going to be stretching the levator scapula, which is going to elevate your spine your shoulders. So many times you have that um, tension that you're holding in your shoulders. That's going to help with that. Hands behind the back, chest stretch. We're just going to grab our, uh, lock our fingers together, place it behind our back, pull back. So we're opening up our chest and then we're going to tuck our chin so that we're training um, our body to start tucking the chin as well as stretching out that um, the muscles of the front of the neck. So these are all great stretches to do on a daily basis, multiple times a day, and they're going to help you to release some of the tension that you have in those overly tight muscles. Now we're going to take a look at how we can activate the underactive muscles. And I pulled a clip here from our Propel Studio um, corrective exercise for the um, neck video. And I think this will help you understand um, how we can start activating those deep neck flexors. Our next step is we're going to place our hand on the back of our head to strengthen the muscles in the front of our neck. So as we apply pressure towards the front of our body, we're going to try to resist and keep our chin tucked. If we're using a band, we're just gonna take this, put it behind our head, and try to pull forward as we resist. Hold for five seconds, and then return to the starting spot. The final thing we're gonna do is we're gonna start integrating some movement into our um, routine. So the biggest challenge that people face is they might stretch a lot. Maybe they do a little bit of activation, but 
the the end result is not something that's as practical. So the best way that we can start retraining our body to move in the best way possible is to start integrating in some movement. And this exercise, the Y2A exercise, is excellent for integrating in that movement. You see here that we're going to take our arms up into a Y shape, and we're actually going to pull down on our um, our shoulder blades as we do that, acting like we're pulling a cord that's sending our arms up. And then we're going to send our arms back into an A position. The A raise is going to give us another opportunity to keep our chin tucked. And we're going to be squeezing the backs of our shoulders and our shoulder blades to keep our shoulders in the right position. This is going to keep our body remembering how it needs to move. If you don't use it, you will lose it. So we need to integrate in movement that has us moving properly and is not something that is super hard to do. These exercises can be done two to three times a day. I'd recommend doing about 10 Y to A movements after doing some uh, releases of those three trigger points for about 20 seconds and then follow that by some stretching that we do where we start to move our um, neck to the side, ear to shoulder, then our chin to shoulder, then pulling our um, chin back and um, pulling our shoulders back. These things can be done easily in the morning before work and they can be things that um, are a part of your daily routine. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that it was helpful and keep um, checking out the rest of our Propel podcast library. If you haven't already subscribed on Apple or um, Spotify, please go and check that out. It would give you an opportunity to listen to the podcast when you're away from your well-being portal. Until next time, from everyone here at Propel, be well.